Okay, let's, um, let's open up the scriptures to Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 verse 11. Who, um, what I shared this morning, was that new to us this morning? That we have been invited to be part of the commonwealth of Israel. Is that something like, what? What are you talking about? Awesome. That's cool, Heather. That's cool. You know, it's like sometimes, well, I'm not a Jew. I wasn't born in it. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm part of the church. And the reality is that there are many names God gives us to describe who we actually are. It's not just one name. There are multiple names that describe the same people group. And we have to get very comfortable in knowing every aspect of who he says. You know, he says, your sons. He then calls you friends. He calls you a bride. He calls you a nation. He calls us priests. And yet we are one and the same. So just like he is three and one, we don't go away and try to figure out what it is to be a priest, separated from what it is to be a son, separated from what it is to be the bride. Because it's one and the same people group. Okay, What the flesh does, it tries to separate it all out. It's like, oh, it's Excuse me, saying this morning, we think the kingdom of God is separate to the kingdom of the world. So I'm in the world working, that's separate to when I'm partly here. No, it's one and the same thing. So when Jesus stood before Pilate, the kingdom of God was within him, coming forth out of him, right in front of the world. And so we are to be ambassadors, we are to be a nation who know the mysteries of of the kingdom because God chose Israel to be his subjects on the earth. Do you know Israel were not evangelizing the world? You know that? They didn't like the world. <laughs> they hated the Gentile. Interesting, isn't it? That they were not interested in trying to reach out. They were there to be the demonstration first of God on the earth. And this is to be our first position too. Please hear me. I am not saying we don't reach out. But firstly, we are to become exactly what Debbie prayed. We are to be what we are. So I say that again. We are to be what we already are. We are to live out what we already are. See, there's not much point in knowing you're a son but living as an orphan, is there? Like to carry the title of son and go, I'm a son, but then an everyday demonstration of life, which is a long time while you're here, live as an orphan. Like that's not why God gave his life. It's the fact that you're a son, so live as a son. So we need to get to know what it really is to be a son of God and to live as a son of God because we're called to demonstrate Christ likeness on this earth. So the spirit and the bride say what? Now is that now or the future? Say that again, now or the future? Both. Right, so who's the bride? So do you say to people come? Well, where we go? Well, come follow me and let me lead you to the one who's your groom. See, it's now. So we are betrothed to Christ, yes, which means technically you're married to Christ now. Okay? Now, spiritually, we just haven't consummated that marriage. Tracking? Cool. Spiritually. I <laughs> go weird on me. Spiritually. So the five virgins get invited into the wedding chamber to consummate the marriage between Christ and the church. Five don't. Why? Because they didn't live like the bride. They were the bride, but they didn't live as the bride. So the bride and the spirit, which is a marriage, is it not? The Spirit is the representation of God on the earth today. We are the representation of the bride. And we are married to who? The Christ, Father, Son, Spirit. It's one and the same thing. 
So the spirit and the bride say, come. Where? Come to the one, if you're thirsty, who has living water, who wants to do a work within us all so we live as we are. Because we may not be living today as the nation called Israel. We may have no understanding what it is to be a person who the Bible describes as Israel of covenant and promises of covenant because we are all of Abraham's seed. Yes, and God gave promises to Abraham and to, and who else? Us, because we are the seed of Abraham, which is the same line of Israel. So it's a people group, a nation that God has been raising up throughout generation upon generation upon generation upon generation until he returns. Then that nation will come back and establish his kingdom with him, which is what the Israelites should have been doing now on earth. Tracking? Okay, so they were the subjects of God's kingdom to see it established, but when he turned up, they missed him. Because they were of the flesh or spirit. Right. But there were people predestined Jew to be of the spirit. Saul, Paul. And there are Jew who will always be of the flesh. Who will never know what it was truly to be the true Israel. Even though they went through all the law and the rituals. You tracking with me? So there are two Israelite people groups, flesh and spirit. Isaiah said this group of people who are part of Israel will never know, hear, understand, or see. They've been predestined not to. This group of Israel will hear, see, and understand when I call them and when they choose me through hearing the gospel declared. Do you reckon? So plenty of Jews, people from Israel, believed in Jesus Christ and became disciples. Yes? Saul is one of them. He is the picture of a son, a church who is fleshly, Saul. And he's also a picture of a church of people who is spirit, Paul. He was always called to be of spirit. Yeah? Tracking? Right. So he started as a Jew of the flesh. You and I start as a Gentile of the flesh. Correct? Right. And then we become Gentiles who are of the... Does that mean every Gentile is going to be of the Spirit? No, we call them lost people. So God takes the Jew of the Spirit and the Gentile of the Spirit and brings them together and you're called Israel. And you were, and me, were once not. We were not that. We were destined for another place. But God, through his mercy, who had called us before at a particular given time, said, now is the time for me to draw you unto myself, for you to discover what it really is to be a nation. And to then minister my kingdom on earth and to take the mantle off the Jew who missed it. But don't rule them out because I'm going to use you to make them jealous and then they're going to turn to me. It's a master plan. And we need to see all of this through the lens of the spirit because we've created this thing called replacement theology which is the church replaces Israel. It's wrong. Okay, We don't replace Israel, meaning we are Israel, while at the same time, these people are too. So can you hear that? There's two groups. The flesh, Israel. The flesh, Gentile. The spirit, Israel. The spirit, Gentile. And God takes male and female, color, pink, yellow culture. It's all irrelevant because all that's natural. Hear me. It's irrelevant, firstly. 
when you come into the one, then you look at your natural culture through that lens. So you can honor the culture of every being, but you're a kingdom culture. So your number one position is kingdom, not Māori. Pacific Island, English, Afrikaans, and I honor that culture. No, I honor this culture because I'm kingdom royalty. And this culture defines that culture. And that's why you can get in trouble. Because human culture has certain expectations. But so does kingdom culture. Yeah? And kingdom must be first. God must be first. So when you start grasping this reality that we are called into and grafted into this thing called the Commonwealth of Israel. Now, are we part of a Commonwealth? Is every nation trying to get out of the Commonwealth? Yes. Even we're thinking about it, aren't we? Let's change the flag. Why? Because we want to be what? Independent. Oh, the Americans figured that out, didn't they? <laughs> you can. <laughs> and I'm English and we go at war, so. <laughs> the Australians are trying to come out of the Commonwealth. Everyone's trying to come out of the Commonwealth, which is set up for it to be interdependent. And when it works well, it functions really well and there's support, isn't there? But no, we want to be this independent thing. We want to do our own thing. We don't want to be under anybody's government. I want to be top dog of my own life. The only problem with that is I was not created to be top dog of my own life. Correct? And that is what is fundamentally wrong with this bill. If I did not choose to be born, what gives me the right to take my life? I'm playing God. And you can have all the arguments under the sun, but they really are irrelevant because you didn't create you. So as much as it may be a great argument, you've got to start at the beginning and it was not you. Plus you also take out God's ability to heal. And this is the really scary thing is people end their life because why? They're in pain. Now what do we do? What do we know that a non-Christian doesn't know if you die not knowing Christ? You've just opened up a lifetime of pain. See why we have to be urgent in sharing this and the bride and the spirit say come, not just to the church but to the entire globe because decisions are being made that are painted up as wisdom that are not. And they have all the great arguments because if I have a mindset from the wisdom of the world, I get it. I understand it, like I said with my mate. I understand why he would vote how he voted. Of course, there's no other options, but not us. See, it really starts to challenge, do we know who we are? Do we know who we were created to be? The commonwealth of Israel, which is full of promises. It's a covenant that's never broken. It was sealed in blood 2,000 years ago, but really it was 6,000 years ago. It was in the heart of the Father before he ever came. And this people group called Israel keep breaking covenant over and over and over. And God would say, come back. Why are you worshipping these other gods? Am I not enough? Why do you worship these gods all the time? And he kept loving them and loving them. And yes, when it got really too far and they started eating their babies and offering up their babies and all that stuff to other gods, he goes, I've got to stop this. So he would go, oh, 30,000 people just eradicated from love. We are an evil bunch of people without Christ, aren't we? So you see why it's vital that we don't repeat the behavior patterns of our brothers and sisters because they were washed in blood over the doorposts, they walked through the waters. Of the Red Sea, which is typology of baptism. The blood of Christ covered them when God poured out his wrath. Yes? Then they walked through the waters. Believe, baptize, now you need to get filled with the Spirit. 
If you really want to enter into the reality of what we're talking about, you need to know the Holy Spirit personally. He needs to become our teacher who writes and engraves God's manna on our hearts and our minds. Jeremiah. So why? So we keep covenant. So we don't break covenant thinking we're not. See, it's one thing to not know you might break covenant, but God knows. And his love is covering that. And so he writes it down so we can see it turn and become this people group, this nation called Israel. The plans I have for you, says the Lord, not to harm you, but to prosper you, to bring you into a land full of life. Now, the Old Testament talks of a promised land, Canaan, other land groups, and in that land, it was full of cities and vineyards and cisterns, which they did not build, correct? Because that was the promise for the nation Israel. Here's the plan. I'm going to take you out of Egypt. I'm going to put you into a wilderness. Then I'm going to get Egypt out of you. So you can enter the promised land. If Egypt doesn't get out of you, you can't enter the promised land. Are you tracking? So God comes and says, right, I'm going to take you out of Egypt, the world. It's a symbol. Egypt is the world. Come out of the world. Now let's walk because I've got to get the world out of you. And if the world don't come out of you, what are you not going to get into? The promised land, which is who? Christ. So the promised land is Christ. And there is an abundance of life in Christ for the tribe of Israel. It's not a physical land, is it? See, God's not going to give us Wellington. There you go. There's Wellington. Or there's Taranaki. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I always said, I never want to go and live in Taranaki. But it's nice now. It's actually really nice. It never used to be. (laughs) But it is now. Thank you, Lord. They won, the, they won the, I was going to say the charity shield, but that's football. They won the thingy, Ranfilly Shield, didn't they? And they lost in the first week. <clears throat> Where am I at? Promised land. Jesus. Okay? So in Christ, for the nation Israel, is life and life abundant. It's not in a physical reality anymore. That was then. Under the new covenant that God made with who? Israel. Jeremiah 31, I'm going to write something on your heart and your mind. He's not talking to these guys. He's talking to us. Yeah? In the last days, young men will see, old men will, but not if you're not of the Spirit, because it's all of the Spirit. You see, you can believe, be baptized, and not follow the Holy Spirit. Acts, have you received the Holy Spirit yet? No, never knew there was a Holy Spirit. What baptism did you receive? John the Baptist, what was that for? Sin and iniquity. Ah, we need to get you filled with the Holy Spirit. Come here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and we need to get you full of power. Because it's not just the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit and power. Yeah? So we need to be full of the Holy Spirit and power so we can live out what it really means to be the commonwealth of of Israel, a people group who receive promises. Where are all the promises hidden? The promised land. See how it's one and the same thing? But he comes and fulfills it all. He says, I'm going to make it real simple for you. It's just one thing you need to know. It's called me. It was a bit more trickier back then. They had 613 laws and these 10 commandments, and they couldn't keep it because it was all of the spirit, because the law is spiritual. You see, you and I can't keep the word without the spirit, just like they couldn't keep the law without the spirit. Can you see the pattern? So they couldn't keep the law. They couldn't keep the 10 commandments, hence they went astray. Because the commandments and the law was holy. It was of the spirit. And they were not, correct? 
So if you're not of the Spirit, you cannot keep the Word. Because the Word is Spirit. So you have to be of the same kind to keep it, to know who you really are, and live out the covenants. It's not enough to have a mental knowledge and think you're living out something you're not. You have to come into the Word and the Word come into you and keep the Word and abide in the Word so you can live out the commandments, the covenant, because it's a blood covenant. And you know who you are because you know you are the nation of Israel. So I just want to finish just this in Ephesians 2 and then go to some other scriptures. Because I think we got up to about verse 15, maybe. And I just want to get through to about 22. So Ephesians 2, verses 15, says, By abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is active opposition, which is the law of the commandments contained the ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both into one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. Cool. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. So we are individual temples, yes? And then we are one big temple. And you need to be in both. You can't just be a temple on your own. And you can't just go, well, I'm part of the body. So you are a temple of the Holy Spirit yourself that God wants to mature into the full stature of Christ. And then as a body, because he's the head, we need to be that as well. So the two become, the whole principle of the two becoming one is everywhere in the scriptures. Everywhere. And it starts, me and him. Correct? God, Greg, separated from God. God then comes into Greg. Greg comes into God. God and Greg no longer, it's God, Greg. Greg is hidden in God. Colossians 3, 4. I become one. I have fulfilled Jesus' prayer. I pray that they would be one. Hear, O Oh, who? Not those guys, us. The Lord is one. Now he then folds this pattern down, doesn't he, with a man and a woman. Man, love, wife, surrender. The two become one flesh. Then he builds that into a church because we're the body, he's the head. It's not he's one head with a multitude of bodies. It's one head, one body. The two are becoming one. Take the head off with no body, but weird. Take the body and no head, but weird. (laughs) But when the head sits on the body and the head governs the body, the body does what the head says, bingo. You have the Commonwealth of Israel living out the covenant of Israel and all the promises that God gave to Israel before the foundations of the earth. You have the church in all her glory, living a life that is not earthly, but is eternal on the earth, demonstrating the manifold wisdom of God because she knows her God, she knows who she is, and she knows the plans and the purposes, and she is eating and drinking the heavenly food that the head provides she knows that the head is the builder of her 
she knows it, so she aligns her life to it and is the recipient of the building work. It works when we're in an alignment to him. It doesn't when we're out of alignment. Yeah? But there's that issue of the human will when it's still living that wants its own thing. I don't want to be part of a commonwealth. I want to be an independent island called New Zealand. Got an issue with that, Helen? (laughs) Sort of, don't know. We want to come out from the Commonwealth and design our own laws and our own rules and our own guidelines because we don't like the English. It was a restrictive thing. And sometimes that can be abused, yes. Maybe not, maybe too. But it's safety, isn't it? You see, and we're even worse because we've got this thing in us as Kiwis. Well, I'm not a Kiwi, so I get out of it. But (laughs) You have this thing in you (laughs) of an independent spirit because the Kiwi is a small island in the middle of nowhere. We're at the end of the earth, so we have to look after ourselves because no one else will. And so we're creative, we're innovators. Don't mess in the, in the sailing arena because we're champions. Man, we're only 3 million people, 4 million people, but don't mess with us. We've got the best rugby team in the world. But see, we have this independent spirit in us called she'll be right, don't need help, I can do it. It's in every one of mankind, but it's a greater in certain national, um, natural cultures. The Filipino people, the Asian people, they surf. We have no idea. We, could, we need to learn from that culture. And Indian culture service is incredible. And Samoan too. The white Pakeha haven't got a clue how to serve somebody. And yet that can still be a dysfunctional culture because it can still be of flesh. Tracking? So none of that can define because we are the commonwealth of Israel. We are a people of spirit and are coming into this life. And what he says here, I love it. He says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens. That's what it was to be lost. That's what it was to not know who you were. You are an alien and a stranger to the call. But I've called you in and I call you fellow citizens With the saints. Your citizenship is not here. So as much as we vote, as much as we have a say, as much as we live, our citizenship is not here. It is where? And heaven is where? Here. So it's about living out your citizenship here even though you're from there, you're here. Can you see why it, does, it clashes with the world? See, if you try to use your natural citizenship to access things in the spirit realm, you never will. You're trying to access things through the natural, and you, only, you can only access them through the spiritual. So to try and be a citizen from heaven on earth and access the resource from heaven through the natural is insane and you will just wear yourself out trying so once again the more we know that we are from the commonwealth of Israel and the ways in which God the Father works because I'm a saint I then access the way of heaven and there is an abundance of eternal food on offer thank you Warren and it goes out and out, and out. It never runs dry. Do you realize that? Like there is an abundance of resource daily from the kingdom of heaven. Like God's able to access through two fish and loaves, feed 15,000 people, and have leftovers. Like that's the kingdom that we are to be saints of, which means my life is to be full and overflowing, never dry. And it's okay if it is, but if I know that my life can be full and overflowing and never dry, wouldn't I want to go after that? Like if that's who I'm called to be, if I'm called to be a saint from another place living on earth, representing the Father who I love 
on earth for a period of 80 years before he takes me back home? Wouldn't I want to serve him and love him and love people the way I'm instructed because I know who I am and I know who he is? And then enter into everything my father has for me so I can be the best citizen from the place I'm from. Because I know I'm an Israelite of the Spirit. And I know the promises and I'm coming to know every promise in Christ because I've been granted to know, Matthew 13, the mysteries of my father's kingdom which is on earth. It's exciting. But it's all hidden and concealed in another realm. And Jesus said, that's a brilliant plan. And we go, no, it wasn't. He goes, yeah, it was. Why? So the wise and the intelligent can't grasp it. I've hidden it. And you must come like a, with a humility of, so if you're not a child and you're not humble, what needs to happen? Get humbled. Problem is, you can't humble yourself, can you? So either there's two things that need to happen. One, you need to go through a disaster. You need to go through some pretty catastrophic event where the pain of that event is so great, it brings you to your knees. 1997, marriage, three and a half years, you're looking at them. And the pain, the intensity of that breakup broke me. It was the greatest day of my life because it was the day that I transitioned from death to life. I thought I was alive. I was a dead man walking. And I discovered I'm now alive, living, born again of another source. Yeah? Now, God doesn't want you to go through what I went through. Okay, He doesn't. Because God came to my world six times over ten years through supernatural events to make himself known. The only problem was God was on the outside of me, not within me. So although I saw miracle and was saying, thank you, Lord, and yes, thank you, and you do everything that I say that I don't do, I still walk away because I'm still living. So... I was prideful. But if you ask my family members, you'd say, man, Greg was the most humble out of the three of us. He was always the one that would give you the chocolate biscuits. My young brother would give you one, and my older brother would hide them. <laughs> but I wasn't humble of spirit. I was humble of flesh. And I could operate to a measure in that, like I can love in my flesh to a measure, but I'm not this in Christ. So this massive breaking happened. The greatest day of my life, it was the worst day of my life. I never want to go back there, but I'm so thankful for it today. But that's not how God wants you to come into this. What does he want you to, how do you want, how does he want you to come in? Say it? Yeah, but what's the way into this kingdom? If you don't break, how are you going to get broken without having to have your life go through a disaster? You need to hear the word. You need to hear the spiritual word of God when it comes out of the vessel. Because you've been predestined to be part of the commonwealth of Israel of the same kind of the word. But maybe at the moment you may not be of that kind. And so the word has to come and pierce that place that pierced my place through my own stupidity. And then you get born in the innermost part of your recesses of your being and you stop living. And that power brings you into a realm supernaturally in you. You have not done anything yet. This is not a doing thing. This is a being and a becoming and a fellowship thing. All done through the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And God says, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, share it differently. It's the same thing, share it, share it, share it. In the hope, the spirit and the bride say, okay, now let me read you this last part. And let the one who hears say, come. 
And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost. Because I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. So we are the commonwealth of Israel. And we, in the Spirit, with the Spirit, have been predestined to understand everything in the Spirit. Which means the Word of God, the eternal Word, we need to receive constantly through revelation, 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 not through learning. When Jesus says, come to me and learn from me, he's meaning come to me and learn from me my way. Revelation, revelation. He's not saying come to me and we're going to study together and you're going to, I'm going to reveal myself in you. So come to me and learn my way. My way is revelation. A man or a woman cannot receive anything from heaven unless via Revelation, John 3.27. Cool. So people of Israel, you enter into who you are through Revelation stop. Through the manna from above. Okay. Because you've learned and you've come like a child. So because you've come like a child and you've come broken, now I can start putting you back together. Because you've built your own life. And see, a prayer doesn't necessarily mean you, you're a broken vessel, correct? Receiving Jesus into your life through a prayer doesn't mean that anything internally happened. His blood washes you and you're justified. So he goes, I'm perfecting you in my blood, but your inner realm is still you. So you will still live out what's in your inner realm, yeah? That's why Jesus was constantly saying, Pharisees, you polish the outside, but inside you are full of self Indulgence. That's not to be us. Cool? Because we're of the commonwealth of Israel. And we are being built to be saints who are citizens from another place, who are built firstly on the foundation called Jesus Christ. Then God has given five giftings to see this commonwealth of Israel people built. The first one is an apostle. The second is a prophet. The third is a... The fourth is a... And the fifth is a... Right, it's called the A-team. Filled with the Spirit, full of faith. And God gives those gifts to those people to see the commonwealth of Israel established. They also are on the same process as the people because they are one and the same kind, correct? But they've been given a gracing and a function that other people haven't been given. But we're okay because we're of the commonwealth of Israel. We're not of the independence of ourselves, so because we're part of the commonwealth of Israel, I don't get envious or jealous over Sam being a teacher. And I've only got a gift of hospitality. Well, that sucks because I wanted to be the apostle. Well, I wanted to be, well, I wanted to be, well, I here, I wanted to be. Oh, you're still living. Oh, come this way because we've got a special course for you. <laughs> it's called losing your life. Anybody want to sign up? <laughs> Okay, so I, 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 I needs to go out of the Commonwealth of Israel people because I keeps getting in the way of we and us. Okay, and so he gives the entirety of the Commonwealth of Israel gifts. He gives us the gift of faith. He gives some people a gift of discernment. He gives some people a gift of wisdom. There's all these gifts that the head gives to these people called Israel to see Israel established on the earth. And when it all works together in unison, because we're all in the spirit, oh my goodness, it flows. And it moves as one being called Christ on this earth, the hope of glory. And then a whole lot of lost people get to see this Israel people and they go, Jesus was sent for us. How do we know that? They've never said anything. But the love emanating from them hits my heart, and I know that's crazy. But it's possible because it says it here. And the challenge for us is to know who we really are. Because if we don't know that we're not born to be individuals, but our lives, that individual life must be laid down for a greater call to be a nation. And to play my part in the nation. See? 
So I can be married and kids and love my football, but not ahead of my role in the nation. Not more than my role in the nation. So if the call goes out for the nation, I'm there. I'm not prioritizing all those other things when I hear the call of the nation. So if the father of the nation says, I need to be somewhere, I'm there. Because I know I'm in an army. Okay, we're just going to shift it up a little bit. I'm now a soldier. And I don't get entangled in civilian affairs. 2 Timothy. All the same thing. So when I hear the call from my sergeant, the Christ, and those above me, I respond. Maybe not even with understanding, but by faith, trust, belief in my family that God has given us to help lead this nation and see this nation built. Because I know we're all for one another. On my knees, Warren, in prayer, crying out, bro. And God is faithful to lead us into all the truth. Isn't that what John 16, 12 says? You, I must go so the Holy Spirit can come, so you can become, as the church, as the nation of Israel, everything that I've predestined for you to become. If you take my Holy Spirit out of the equation, you've sabotaged it all. You cannot do this without me. But that doesn't stop us trying, does it? There are multiple expressions of man's version of Israel upon this earth, replacement theology. Okay? institutional forms of godliness because we want to do it our way because we don't want to be part of a commonwealth. We want to be independent. This is my life. This is my life. Don't you dare touch my... Oh, hold on a minute. Whose life? It's my, my life. Oh, okay. It's not going to go anywhere, is it? My rights. I don't think you really know who you are. Like that's not the language of the Commonwealth of Israel. Yeah? That's the language of humanity. That's the language of people of earth. Because the invitation was lose you for my sake and gain who you really are. And so the mindset from the kingdom of God doesn't talk like that because that's not the mindset of the kingdom. See what I mean? So when we get his mind because we're in his promises because we are of his, then you no longer think and speak and act like that. Because to speak, think and act like that is the evidence of where you're really from. Now you're being loved and covered, but you're not exactly living as Israel, are you? No? It's okay to agree and disagree, nod. Everyone's like, I'm just trying to take you through a logical process. To say you're of Israel and then to speak, live like that, there is a clash because my demonstration is different to what I think and say and live. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not of the Commonwealth of Israel, but I don't live as a saint of Israel. Now, the whole thing is about the demonstration of my life on the earth, isn't it? Because when I stand before him, there is this thing called the garment of righteous acts that the commonwealth of Israel are going to receive. Yeah? Maybe? Not sure. See why you need to know your word. Not the scriptures, the word. So here's your first garment, Kirsten. It's called the robe of righteousness. You didn't earn it. It's given. You couldn't earn it because you're lost in sin and iniquity. You're separated from the commonwealth of Israel, but I came because I'm bringing you back to what was in my heart from the beginning, so put on your robe. You're perfected into my image. Now, 
The process starts of sanctification, of the mind being renewed, the world, the world falling on the broken rock to pieces, and you start living from truth. So the Holy Spirit starts to teach you and guide you and write the living manna on your heart and mind, Kirsten. So now you're able to live out a life of righteousness. The right acts of the saints demonstrated by the people called Israel. With me? Can you see the magnitude of this? Because we can't do it without him. But with him we can do all things. So all things would be loving this man like Jesus loves him. Correct? Because I am of a promised one, the seed of Abraham. I know who I am. I am in the word. Christ in me is within me, perfecting love within me. And because love is in me, love comes out of me. I'm not trying to love Sam. I just can why? Because it's there. I'm abiding in the vine. I'm grafted in to who? The head. And if I'm grafted into the head, the Bible tells me that there is much fruit being produced in and through me. I'm not producing the fruit. My role is to stay connected. That's all I've got to do. Stay connected through prayer Supplication, petition, seeking the Lord, and he goes and builds. He's the builder. So as he builds and he builds and he builds and he builds, I'm just more fruit, more fruit, more fruit, more fruit, more fruit, more fruit. Can you slow the production down? No. Because I want to get this out into the earth through a vessels called Israel. I want to pour my glory into the vessel called Israel. 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. The ones that God has predestined who are still to come in, yes. But a whole bunch already have. Saul is an example, Paul. So yes, there are still Israelite people that God has predestined to come into receiving him as their Messiah. At the moment, they're living not like that. And there is a whole lot of people that won't be too. Just like Gentile. Yeah? So you can, once again, you can see the two. Who's in control of that? God is. But that's not the issue. The issue is, am I living out being an Israelite? I'm not going to worry about anybody else. We do that to avoid the process. Okay? Peter did this, say, Well, uh, do you love me? Yeah, yeah, do you love me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, follow. Let's walk. Okay. Well, you're going to go somewhere and someone's going to spread you out in the place you don't want to go. Well, is that guy? Is it going to happen to that guy too? Don't worry about that guy. Just worry about you. There's enough to worry about, Greg, just in you. See, that's what your flesh does to justify it off you. How do I get it on to someone else? Well, compared to Phoebe, I'm doing really well. So let me just shift it onto Phoebe. And Phoebe goes, but compared to Bronnie, I'm doing better than Bronnie. And Bronnie goes, oh crap. Um, compared to the dog, I'm doing better than the dog. And God's like going, I'm looking at all your hearts. And compared to me? So get your eyes off everyone else because compared to me, I'm the standard. There's a bit of work. Now I'm here. And I then tell you again, you're the people of Israel. You are the people of Israel. You are the people of Israel. So we need to come to me and learn what it means to be my people who have these covenant and promises. 6.10. Cool. Got a bit more time. You want me to keep going or get into questions? Okay. Let's just go to... Um, uh, da, 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 da. Galatians 6, 11 to 16. Galatians six eleven to sixteen. Galatians six eleven to sixteen says this: 
I love this. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. <laughs> I think he's trying to make a point, eh? It's not because he's got bad eyesight. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel you to be circumcised simply so that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. This can happen to us. Okay, We go like this. That's not the way. That is not the way to life. Come with me. And we lead people to a flesh version trying to enter into life. We can do that. Okay? Not intentional, but we can do that. We all have the potential because if we don't know the way, then we can be scared of the way because what's the way? Yeah, but put that, Jesus, but what did Paul say it was? You say it. Christ, Christ crucify. Sounds like someone's going to get killed in that way. They are. Well, actually, I'd much rather prefer the signs and wonders way. Can you give us a miracle, Heather? Well, I've probably given you about 10 already. So I know you don't really want that. You're trying to justify and avoid the true way. That's right. Okay, let's come around this way. It's all about wisdom. So let's go down the intellectual pathway. Yeah, no, got you covered there too. Saw that one coming. So I'm going to bring you back to the way. What's happening? Well, that's your flesh starting to manifest because it knows the cross is coming. And unless you get on the cross, the flesh will always live. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. The man never got on a cross. His flesh, his will got crucified because the resurrection and the life entered into him, Galatians 1.15, into his innermost being where David said he wanted to know truth and the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is what happened to me. From the outside and the power, Jesus Christ comes into you, sets you free from you, and you are crucified with Christ and you no longer live. And the life you now live, you live by which is sight, because through the resurrection you have sight to see where you're going, to the measure you have it. Yeah? It's really cool. The way of God works. And there's only one way. But there are multiple ways into the counterfeit. And the enemy, your flesh, and the culture of the world that exists in the church will try to take you there. See, we don't realize this. We think it's not us. It starts in this room because we are all of, and flesh is of the demonic. So when the truth turns up, you do not have a demon in you, but you have flesh which is from the demonic. So what happened when Jesus walked up to people with demons in them? Let's get out of here, Jack. So your flesh goes, let's get out of here, Jack. Because your flesh, you don't necessarily realize what you're doing, but your flesh in you, the sin in you, Romans 7, the things I don't want to do, I seem to be doing, the things I want to do, I can't do, because the sin in me is controlling me. So without even knowing it, your flesh goes, I'm out of here. And you are being led by your flesh out of your crucifixion. Well, that means you can't live a spirit life because the flesh can't live out the spirit. Correct? And so he has to bring us to this place if we want to fully be the commonwealth of Israel and live as the head of Israel. Who's the head of Israel? Jesus. If we're the people of Israel, then he's the head. Correct? I'm not talking about a land mass. 
So he goes, let's let's go, he goes. So this cross of Christ, for those, this in verse 13, for those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves, because they can't, but they desire to have you circumcised so that you may boast in your flesh. Don't think this is 2,000 years ago. This is today. This goes on right now. It goes on here today. Okay? But may it never be, but we're covered by love. Yeah? But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision but a new creation. And those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. It's very clear if you know what you're looking at. If the Holy Spirit starts to take these living scriptures and start to bring them to life through power, and you have 10 dimensional sight, you're going, Ah, oh my goodness, me. And you know what you, you, know you end up? Spread on the ground like this. Weeping, crying, saying, forgive me. He says, I have. And he says, now get up, because I don't want you to spend too long down there, and get living. They just do. (laughs) If you're of the Spirit, you'll have dreams, you'll have visions. So you don't have to overthink them, you just get them. Because you know who you are. See, the whole how-to goes out the window. The how-to is him. He is the how-to for all things, which then brings you back to, I need to know the how-to. If I don't know the how-to, I will try to discover and figure out the how-to, which takes me around the mountain again and around the mountain, and around the mountain. And that's called a form of godliness, guys. I have a form of it, but when the true godliness turns up, what do I do? Deny the power. So when the true godliness turns up, the Christ, the resurrected word, the Christ, Christ crucified word, the one who comes who has been Christ, Christ crucified and has spent time with the Lord and they turn up in power because it's not about an intellectual thing. It's about I'm about to release power from in here out of my spirit because remember, it's not an intellectual exercise. It's not about understanding the words I'm saying. It's about receiving the word that's coming out of my spirit. If you get understanding in a moment, say, thank you, Lord, bless you. You've just opened up my mind to, re- to know what I receive. But if you don't, that's not the goal. The goal is to receive the impartation of the word, which is a substance that comes out of a vessel into another vessel. Okay, So our hearts are what? In the parable of the sower. Soil. So when the word, the seed, comes out of the mouth of a person, the spirit's going, I'm hovering Here we go, it's creation all over again, man. I'm hovering, here we go. Come on, Greg, give me the word, son. Boom, word. He goes, yes, now he's looking. Oh my goodness, this half of the room are trying to understand in their heads. There's one at the back who's actually, (laughs) it's Ethan, it's Ethan Kurikanga, (laughs) Kurikanga. And the Holy Spirit knows, and he goes, look at that heart, hungry, thirsty, it's ready, it's fertile, because God knows the heart. We don't necessarily know our own hearts, but he knows the heart, and he sees the genuine, true aspect of the heart. People say to me, oh, I'm come to the end of my life. I go, you haven't even started, you're nowhere near the end of you. And that becomes offensive. 
But you're trying to help people see the true state of their heart because unless they see the true state through revelation, they're never moving towards what they need. Okay, So the Holy Spirit's waiting going, where is the fertile, broken up soil that the seed that's coming out that I want to implant in, which saves the soul, James 2.19? This is why it says, don't be what? Quick to... And be so be slow to speak and quick to hear. Okay, now go back. If you don't live a life like me and get broken to pieces because you know my stupidity led me to that place, God doesn't want us there. We said that. Then the next best thing was to what? Actually, the first best thing was to hear the word. So if you can't hear the word because your heart's hard, it's going out. The way of God is going out, but you're not in the way. So you stay the same. So it may be that God goes, well, the only way to get Melissa Kenworthy is to lead Melissa Kenworthy to the demise of her own life. Just like I did Peter. Yes, Bella? Just like I did Peter, because I came to Peter, I said, hey, Pete, yes. He says, where I'm about to go, you can't go. Oh, okay. He should have said, so what do you want me to do? Great, Peter. I want you to love those guys. Okay. No, he didn't say that at all. He said, why not? See, he wasn't part of the Commonwealth of Israel yet. He was an independent. He was an independent politician who didn't yet know who he was, but he would become a politician for the Commonwealth of Israel. But not right there, because Jesus says, you can't come because I know you don't have what's in you yet. So I know you're going to deny me. Like, why didn't he hear that? Like, if I came up to Sam and out of love said, Sam... I know you're not in what I'm talking about tonight, and that's cool. And I know because we hang out and I hear what comes out of you. And you're in a measure, but you're not in what we're talking about. Now, Sam's response is critical, isn't it? How he responds right now can determine so many things. If he knows I'm for him, if he knows I am not against him, If he knows I love him and I want what God has for him, but I know, I know, I know he's not. And he responds in a way that's flesh. He runs the risk of never coming into that, correct? If that's his response every time. Now, what would that tell you about Sam's heart? Say it again. What would it tell you about whether he's, is he fertile? Because a spirit of humility would never respond negatively. Poor in spirit acts like poor in spirit. There's not poor in spirit one day and pride in spirit the next. It's not yin and yang. We like to think it is. I was having a bad day that day. And so out of me came love. But then an hour later, all of a sudden I wasn't having a good day and out of me came something else. Maybe it was just your emotions and you were having a good day so you actually had happiness come out of you. And then that got exposed when the day wasn't going too great. Because happiness is an emotion, joy and peace are a fruit of the spirit that always are and being formed, just like humility is. So humility of the spirit is the very first beatitude for the Israelite nation called us. So the first being attitude out of the commonwealth of Israel people is poor in Spirit, which means I must know the Holy Spirit, which means I can no longer exist in that will because that's where the pride lives. 
It's not something you go, I have it, until it happens to you. You can't figure it out in your mind and go, I think I am because I sort of live a humble life. You know, I'm the first one to offer up my service when Kirk rings me up, so I must be humble. I'm the first one that always goes, oh, you can go first in the line at the grocery store. Okay, That's not the evidence that you are poor in spirit. Anyone can do that. The evidence of being poor in spirit is when something comes your way and tests your inner core to see whether you're still there. And you're not. He is. And so then you're able to lay your life. You not lay it, pick it up. Lay it, pick it up. Lay it, pick it You lay it down and then you live. Because you understand it's a progressive maturity of coming into who you are in Christ. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? If you know who you are, you just live out who you are and the substance in you called Christ just comes out of you if he's there. You can't just go, oh yeah, well he lives in me in seed form and so Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yes, it's technically true, but does he come out of you when you get pressed? See, once again, what's the point of having Christ in you if he never comes out of you? What's the point of that? If you keep manifesting out of you, then you're not experiencing what it is to be in Christ, are you? And have the fulfillment of that life, which means other people aren't either. Which means God's not glorified because all it is is just flesh everywhere. But we profess something we can't live. And he goes, no, guys, you have all the potential in the world for that but there's a reality that must happen with me building you up. So just surrender and let it happen because I'm the head, you're the house, and I don't want you to be a house when the storms of life come, although you do signs and wonders get bowled over. I don't want you to be the house that prophesies till the cows come home, and then as soon as the first trial comes, you fall over. We know where I'm going? See, he wants us in all of this, which means there's a loss, but it's a gain. And we'll leave it there. So we're going to have a discussion, okay? And I'm probably going to speak more of this, I think, next Sunday, or we'll probably do it in a panel, or Sam can preach it. Um. <laughs> Um, and guys, just just go through this, like just eat it, you know, because you're going to have a look here in James 4, 4 and 5, and he's talking about being adulterous with the world. And he's talking to the Israelites. Okay, So we need to know who we are so we're not adulteresses. Okay, So eat this stuff, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it, and then just... You know, keep chewing over it every time we gather. All good? All right. Into your groups. Thanks, guys.